I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are talking about the Netflix show Heartstopper with special guest Casey. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. Emily, did we talk about the first season of Heartstopper? I don't remember. Yes, we did. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, and we did it Heartstopper and Our Flag Means Death in the same episode. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. That's right. When does that season come out next season? I think October. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, damn. Okay, well, I'm very excited. Ho, 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 man. All right uh the, but this is gonna be great i um i loved season two of Heartstopper. i i honestly think i liked season one better but i did really enjoy this season they go to paris um they're boyfriends now charlie and nick so it's just so cute <laughs> It's funny that you say you like season one better. Is it because season one didn't traumatize you in any way? Because if that's the (laughs) case, just wait for what happens in season three. Yeah. Because I think season three is not only going to incorporate the webcomic Heartstopper, but also Alice Oseman's novelizations, Mm -hmm. Solitaire, This Winter, and Nick and Charlie, which are all very dramatic and very sad. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, season one seemed kind of uncomplicated. (laughs) Wait, what? Just season one seemed kind of like less, I don't know, like there were some definite complications in it, but it just seemed a little bit simpler, I think, because the next season had a little bit more characters, a little bit more storylines. It was a little bit more dramatic, you know, as they get older. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also think they, um, I'm not... It was. It's been a minute since I've since I read the web comic, so I'm not really sure. But it seemed like they kind of added some new stuff as well. Like I think Ben kind of becomes a more prominent character in season two, where kind of once his stuff in season one ends, he kind of just falls off a little bit in the web comic. I um, Casey's read more of the novelizations than I have, um, as if as as I've had I read none. And <laughs> oh, I've read all of them, so I guess you've read all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're on it. So, so I'm purely going off of the slowly, slowly diminishing knowledge of the web comic that is slowly leaking out of my head. So. Yeah, and I reread the web comic multiple times a year at this point, or I'll reread different like books of it, and I kind of want to go back and reread starting from book four anyway. I just finished reading Solitaire, which was actually Alice Oseman's first foray into what we now know as the Heartstopper universe, but um, Solitaire actually focuses on Tori, Charlie's sister, Mm. Um, and everything comes out from Solitaire, and Solitaire is set in the middle of the fourth book 
of Heartstopper, which yeah. is going to be where we start from season three of Heartstopper. Oh, Ooh. so they're going to probably put her in it more in season three. I There's a part of me that's like, yes, I hope so. And then there's also a part of me that's like, oh, my God. Um, because that book was very, very sad. Um, yeah, I, it, it's a really short book. It's like 280 pages and I read it over the course of like a week. And that's not like me. I can finish a book that size in a day easily, but it, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I think season two, we are starting to like amp up into the more serious content that's going to come from the Heartstopper storylines, and I'm really excited about it, but I'm also just, I'm a crier, and I'm just gonna cry a lot. (laughs) What did I say? (laughs) We need need to do a quick little story time. (laughs) So, so, um, I cry at everything all the time. Like, if I think about anything too long, I'll just start crying about it. So, Heartstopper came out on, like, I think a Thursday. Yeah. And so I binged every episode of it in a day of the new season. And so I just watched it, like, straight through. Yeah. And uh, when we were watching, when I was re-watching it, Emily watching it for the first time together, the last episode, there are multiple points where I cry. And at the end of it, I turned towards Emily. I'm like, could you believe that I didn't cry the first time watching this? And, uh, and Casey was in their room watching the entire day. I was working, so I did not know this. But I turned to Casey when they told me this, and I said, you're lying. Uh, yeah, that's that's a lie. You're straight up lying to me. I was like, we don't lie in this household, Casey. <laughs> yeah. You're lying to me. This is yeah. not, that's not true. I, you were bawling your eyes out in your room I watching I wasn't, this. though. I think I was, like, just shocked at, like, the acting. I was also shocked that there was a freaking Taylor Swift song. Oh my god. Oh yeah, they were I could, very excited about I that. I could go on and on about the lore um, about this, but needless to say, I love Taylor Swift. This is I not a Taylor Swift song. episode, Casey. Yep. <laughs> but it could be. Um, and now that song's gay. I'm like, I already knew it was, but it's very gay now, and I'm very happy about it. Um, it's canon gay. It's canon yeah, gay. Yeah, canon. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yes. But I guess let's move on to, like, let's talk about details. Yeah, so kind of the the more, um, you know, in the first season, we get a lot of, you know, bullying. Charlie kind of goes into, you know, when he was forced to come out and he mm-hmm. was bullied over it um, and stuff like that. We really kind of get a peek into probably what season three is going to touch a lot on, and that's Charlie's um, eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Um stemming from a lot of his probably probably bullying i don't know well and some other traumatizing things that happened to him and and i and i remember reading reading and, and getting really into like charlie was having a hard time eating and he like and that whole storyline kind of unfolding and nick just like being there for him in the comic and it was very sweet but i had to stop reading for a while it just got really it got really sad and I just mm-hmm. did not, I did not want to read it yeah. at that, in that point in time. So I remember not reading it for, for quite a couple months. Um, and then pick, I th- and I think I might've picked it back up when maybe you started reading it and then you were like, continue yeah, <laughs> because, cause I had started it, God, I started it like maybe a, a couple years, like a year or so before the show, the first season came out. Um, 
and man, it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's I tough. think it really does work with the storyline. Like I definitely, it it wasn't shocking to me when they introduced it in the Paris episode. Really, like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like Charlie is is kind of having a hard time in general after his bullying, and also he's really quiet and. It's just like a way of, 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 like he was saying, like dealing with his powerlessness and his like feelings of not being able to control a situation and control the situation with Nick's coming out and everything. So like it totally was in line with his kind of demeanor, I think, and the, the way that that relationship was going. So I was really excited that they introduced a little bit more of a serious topic there. Um, instead of it being like how like Nick's coming out was so different than Charlie's and kind of seeing that that dichotomy and that difference was interesting. You know, it, it was like everybody comes out and has a different experience, right? So it was really interesting to see that with Nick. Yeah, and kind of that full circle effect that kind of comes from um, Nick's now trying to come out, but he's nervous about it. And so all of these kind mm-hmm. of recurring recurring traumatic memories and feelings are coming up with Charlie and also making it hard for him too. Cause like, you know, he wants to be out and have a boyfriend and just kind of be public with everything. And, and the pressures of that, the pressures of what do they have to come out? Does everyone need to know about their relationship? Mm-hmm. Like all yeah. of that stuff too. It was like, all, they don't know it. To it was anyone. all very well done. Yeah, very well exactly. Placed. Yeah. And it's I hard to am... be like, you don't owe it, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't owe anyone a coming out, but a few things. One, who are they hiding from? Like, legitimately. Those two kids were all over each other. Yeah. Since, like, day fucking one. Like, (laughs) God. And when Imogen's like, is it about you and Charlie? Like, no shit. Yeah, we all know. This This isn't a surprise, but, like, as somebody that has had that experience of, like, I think I'm bi, and people being like, yeah, and we knew. We've been knowing. So I I have that lived experience of that, actually, um, which is very funny. But the quality of these kids acting is unreal, mm-hmm. especially in the last scene after prom, after their little dance fun party, like them in, I don't remember whose bedroom. Nick's bedroom. Nick's yeah, bedroom, Nick's yeah. Um, oh. That was the best, oh best scene. Oh, my God. Oh, Shredding God. me. Yeah. Like, oh, Kit Connor is amazing. Mm-hmm. Joe Locke is amazing. Like, I feel like everybody online really gives um, Kit his props for his acting, but Joe Locke, who plays Charlie, is so amazing with the... With him trying to make everything, like, happy and shiny. Of, like, don't worry about me. Yep. Like, it's mm-hmm. fine. And I think it was very telling when um, Tao and Nick had that conversation about Charlie. Yeah. Nick saying, like, Charlie's never talked to me about the bullying. And Tao has this moment of, like, he never talked to me about it either. And, like, from a yeah. mental health clinical perspective, like, yes, that is very common. You turn the pain inward. Which can manifest in a lot of different ways for Charlie. It is the anorexia and mm-hmm. um, I was going to say something else, but it spoils something. Um, it comes out as the self-harm. Um, and that's yeah. really real. That's very common, especially for people that don't have like a safe, healthy outlet. Which 
Charlie is now discovering that he has in his boyfriend um, yeah. and some of his other friends. But it's hard. It's very difficult. And it was just like, ugh, that last, the last fucking scene. I feel like I've watched it. <laughs> I'm like pounding on the desk. Yeah. Um, There's lots of noises happening over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've watched it enough times now in both like I've, I've watched the show twice. I've been watching every fan edit I can find mm-hmm. on TikTok. Like I've watched it yep. so many times. I feel like I can just play it in my head. All the fanfics. Yeah. I have been reading fanfics. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also subscribe to Alice Oseman's Patreon. And so it's like, Mm. way ahead of where the comic is published for free on webtoon like i know stuff like weeks past that now so (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's my life right now i'm surprised it took you this long to subscribe Subscribe. to patreon i didn't know that they had one like i forget (laughs) i forget that patreon is a thing it is literally for a webcomic it is like a rule to have a patreon (laughs) yeah exactly no and and know. artists and yeah I've learned this I've learned a lot of things being on webtoon and just from entering the book community and like fan art and stuff all the, it's like required <laughs> it's required <laughs> to have a patreon so yeah. every morning I wake up look for an email from Alice Oseman and I get it directly to my inbox and I start the day with some cute gay shit you can also <laughs> download the patreon app and just read it directly from your phone it's I am reading very it helpful. from my phone oh well why you wait for the email oh you wait for the email, and then you go to the app. No, it's in my email. I will show you. Oh, it, it probably goes. Patreon. So I get it too. Page blah yeah. blah. Yeah, it's it right sends there. You an email when oh, they post. Oh, and then it embeds it. Yeah. Yep. What? And you can click. Yeah, you can see it there, or you can click on it if what it's like a video shit? or something. Yep. I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> you should are. subscribe, man. You look how cute. You're so cute. I don't wait for the so emails. I, I I find a person who I know has a lot of content, and then I literally just start, I guess, just not, what's that, what's doom scrolling, but just, like, obsessed scrolling. It's doom scrolling. Yeah. Binge scrolling. Binge scrolling. Binge binge scrolling. scrolling. <laughs> Love that. New term. Love that. Binge scrolling. Wait, is it, but it would be doom scrolling if it causes you, like, anxiety or, sure. like, yeah, does, that's true. Does it cause you anxiety? No. Oh, okay. Then it's... It's not doom... That's why I was saying another word for doom scrolling. <laughs> that's not doom scrolling. Yeah. Yeah. A scene I really liked in season two was um, Ben apologizing to Charlie. Mm-hmm. I actually... I, I really liked how that it. scene was set up. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's totally fine that Charlie did. Like, he did He did not have to. Like, Ben no. Ben is, was a dick. He was a dick, and he needs to work on some shit um, internally, mentally, with himself. But but then but then when like, that little when that little rainbow gay wave oh. was like was like was like touching his little toes, and it was like come come to us, yeah. And then he walks come, away. Come to the gay side. We have cookies. Like yeah. it was like, <laughs> and he di- and he did it, and I was like, oh, that was really good. That was really it was it was, it was just really nice like yeah um, visuals. It I really was... I liked it a lot. Yeah, yes, I like the it visuals too. in this season were really beautiful. I that scene, I have complicated feelings around that scene because, of course, I do. But with the visuals, I loved with Darcy's house, how there was that like dark purple cloud from mm-hmm. her door, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I loved that when Nick was taking one of the, I think GCSE exams, like there was like this spiral coming uh-huh. from his head, like oh my god, 
The, whoever did the animation in this season just outdid themselves. And just made it so much more, like, complex. Because, you know, we had we had the little sparks flying and the little leaves, the leaves. blowing in the wind. But it was, yeah. it was a lot more subdued in the first season. But this, they really... They really helped it, like, like really show how these people were feeling at the time, yeah. mm-hmm. which was really great. Yeah, it does enhance the internal dialogue and, like, the feelings and with the music. And it kind of, like, with, you know, little spark noises, the music of it feeling kind of anticipatory. It's kind of, like, flickering around kind of music. And it's kind of those butterflies that you're feeling when you are really into somebody and... It just like that's exactly how it feels. They do a really good job with that in the show. Speaking of the music, so something in season one that I loved was that a lot of the music that they had featured were from like indie artists, like people you've never heard of that are now starting to get more popular. Whereas season two, they had some of that, but they also had like much bigger artists contributing to the soundtrack, like Fits in the Tantrums. Um, mm-hmm. Maggie Rogers was in season one, but she was also in season two. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift. Um, but the last song on the last episode with heavy piano and a female vocalist is actually William Gao, who plays Tao, and his uh-huh. sister's band, Weja Project. Nice. And I just love that. I First off, that song is absolutely beautiful. It's called You're So Pretty. Oh. Um, and I just think it's like, it's, <sighs> I have a lot of feelings about it. Um, part of it is that like per, all of the all of the actors in the show were like basically unknown if not just completely unknown like this was Joe Locke's first audition ever yeah wow like, he had never done anything else yeah like and and now to give like William Gow and his sister like a little bit of like spotlight for a different creative project that they have i just think that's so sweet like they it's don't amazing. have to do that yeah and i love i love it. all these kids they look also like teenagers. Yeah. Like, they act they like regular teenagers. Yeah. They're so like they have like the the fall, like the shortfalls and, and kind of like the, you know, dumb decisions that every teenager has. But they're also British teenagers. So they have like a completely, you know, like British teenagers seem like they're a little bit more, uh, I don't know, uh, free, <laughs> like, um, have a little bit more like personal agency sometimes I think than American teenagers can be portrayed um mm. but I definitely like this this you know I feel I think I said this in the last hard stopper that British teen comedy or British teen dramas are extremely well done and they've been evolving you know over the years um and just getting more and more uh relatable more and more like feeling like this is what it's like to be a teenager and I just don't feel like in America we really have that as much. Like, there's not too many um, examples I can think of that are just, like, really particularly, like, this is the American teenage experience. You know, one of them I can think of is, like, the movie Eighth Grade. But other than that, they're all just mm. kind of, like, adults playing kids. And it's what it feels and like. making the high school experience, like, some weird chaotic thing that isn't even realistic mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like so. over dramatic well, well it's life Casey is over dramatic but oh. <laughs> you know well, yeah. i mean it yeah yes it is and God. kind of and and after <laughs> after we watched season two um 
Casey's and my favorite, Trixie and Katya. Yes. We watched the Heartstopper season two, Queens Who Like to Watch. Oh my God, I um, watch that. Oh my God. Which was very good. Highly recommend you watch it. They had some very funny takes um, uh. on on the show. Um, just, you know, for being older drag queens <laughs> watching yeah. the yeah. show. Yeah. Who they, came out a long time some, ago. They had some really interesting thoughts, but it also is like, I asked Emily, like, after we were done watching, I'm like, what did they want? Like, they were both saying that they didn't want to watch these kids, because they're they're literally kids. They're all 19 or 20 at this point, with the exception of the girl who plays Tori. She's a bit older. Yeah. Um, Like, they're all kids, so they're like, we don't want to watch them have sex, but, like, this isn't realistic to, like, what high school is like. Like, we'd be dicking each other down. Like, like, there would be no, like, cutesy hold hands shit and be like, get in the closet, get fucked. Yeah. No, and, I mean, that's... And it's like, what do you yeah. want? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Some people are like, like that, though. I mean, just not these particular kids. But uh, some people are very, uh, very sexually driven, and they do have a lot of sex in their teens. Um, well, and then they brought up a good point that, like, that today's today's school and high school and however the hell British school systems work... Um, their their school experiences are now very different to what they especially for for gay kids, um, very different than than what they went through. Yeah, back when mm-hmm. when they were in school mm-hmm. and were closeted or just out or, you know, just trying to, just trying to be sexually free and couldn't. Yeah. And I do feel like, like, I didn't come out until college, and I do wonder about like what would my life have been like if I had like engaged with that part of myself as a teenager like when we first met like what would what how would my life have been different you know i don't know i mean we were married we are married (laughs) we are married we're married married. (laughs) it's fine um this is my wife everyone yeah Yeah. hello we got married in what like 2010 2011 yeah i think so yeah at a high school marriage booth yeah high school marriage (laughs) run by the drama program (laughs) that we were part of yeah um and i think Alessandra's brother married us, actually. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Reluctantly. So. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to do he this. He's like, my shift's done, guys. I don't want to do this. <laughs> um, anyway, um, there, so, okay. I love Heartstopper. Like, it makes me feel so good, but it also makes me feel so bad. Because uh-huh. I wonder, like, if I... Like, why didn't I, why couldn't have I had this beautiful queer love story at that age? Like, the time has passed. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing. But it makes me mourn for, like, a life that I never got. Like a redo. Yeah. Not that I would ever fucking ever want to redo high school. Hell God, no. no. Hell no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hell no. But no. at the same time, it's like, the things I know about myself now, the things that I know about the world now, like, I would more than survive it. I would probably thrive in it. But that's just not what it's like. And having these conversations online, people are, like, posting videos about all the same shit about, like, I love this show, but it hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, that's, that's such a, um... It's a very difficult thing to, like, come to terms with, that, like, that part of your life is over. That being said, mm-hmm. Mr. Farouk Mm-mm-mm. and Mr. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ad- I'm gonna butcher his name. Mr. Ajayi. Eyebrows. Ajayi. So um, cute. Um, they, like, they had the conversation of, like, ah, young queer love, and 
And like, I'm like, it's never too late to have these beautiful young gay experiences. And yeah, there, there's truth in that as well. Like there's the concept of going through adolescence twice if you're a late bloomer to come out or it doesn't yep. even have to be technically late. Um, yeah. But you, it's like you get, you get a little bit of a do-over in your relationships, all relationships, not just romantic and sexual. So yeah. it's, it's a lot to to come to terms with as a as a queer adult um, watching this show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the point that Trixie and Kato were trying to make is that, yes, everyone's high school experience is different. This one seems to be a bit more fantasized, unrealistic to them. I mm-hmm. think this type of situation could definitely happen to someone. It is not a completely far-fetched experience that someone could have, but, you know, to a lot, to a lot of people, it could not be the case. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it does have that element of fantasy. I mean, it is a love story and, you know, a lot of love stories are kind of in themselves a kind of fantasy, like, you know, when, you, when you're preparing for your life, like, your life is not a movie. Your love story is different from a love story that you watch on TV every time. Like, this is a scripted show. Like, you know, these people aren't real. They're written. They're performed. I want the gay fantasy love story, Alessandra. Exactly. (laughs) We want it. We get it with this show. (laughs) So, like, you know, we it's kind of hard to be, uh, you know, because people don't really talk or act like this. It's a show. Like, this is how you you perform in a certain way. You talk in a certain way for a TV show. If it was all real, it would be like a documentary. And even then, like, people say things that don't mean anything or they trail off in different conversations that don't really have anything to do with what's going on with the story so you have to keep you know keep the story going and that's what they do in the show and they go to like the more i I think what's really great about this season as well is they really go to the other relationships um and kind of dive into especially with the the two girls and with Elle and, and tao um their kind of blossoming relationships and their difficulties in their relationships as well yeah yeah i love so, ellen tell they were definitely yeah. one of my there there were some stories i kind of gravitated to more when i was reading the web the webcomic and thinking about season two and kind of heading into season three i almost wish i had come across the show before reading the webtoon just because now i just feel like things are spoiled for me and like i now already know what's gonna happen mm. well i'm but not I kind of wish it, so i kind of wish that i didn't know <laughs> <laughs> like what was gonna happen next season when because like now I do have kind of an idea of what's gonna happen obviously, but mm. like, and the show is just such a great visual like like medium of it and I just I love it so much I just feel like I'm not getting into it as much because I already know what's happening or what's gonna happen, oh, which is I'm why sorry. I really appreciate that like no it's totally fine. And I really appreciate that they're adding kind of like they're they're kind of getting into the teachers now because the teachers I felt were a very small like side story like they only mm-hmm. had a couple of 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 comic strips like within like they when the when the web when the web comic was coming out she'd obviously post mostly about Nick and Charlie but then everyone like once a week every once every couple of weeks she'd have one comic strip that's like about a different story like older Nick mm. and Charlie or the teachers. So it would just be, like, kind of random when she would, like, throw these in. Um, And I remember really liking the teachers and kind of wanting to know more about them. So I'm glad that's going to be kind of, like, hopefully a bigger storyline in the show. Um, 
Isaac, obviously not a, from the webcomic character, but he is sort of supposed to be a jumping off point of Ahmed. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. He's he's Aled. a character in the comic, but not in the in the in the show. Yes. Oh, okay. And yes. Isaac is not in the comic, so oh, okay. like they're they're kind of. They're very similar to each other, but Aled has his own spin-off book called Radio Silence. Uh-huh. So Alice didn't put him in the show in case Radio Silence gets adapted as a show or a movie or whatever. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so okay. it was an intentional decision to leave him out. Okay. But so with Isaac, he's kind of a character that we have not come across before, like from the webcomic. So he's been very new and... He, we, he's kind of discovering about himself that he is asexual, which mm-hmm. is really great. Um, and I really like his storyline because, again, it's different. So it's like it's giving me something like a new experience almost with watching the show. It's not the show's very close to the webcomic, but they are adding some elements that I'm that I'm really appreciating, especially with actually meeting some of Elle's future classmates mm-hmm. at the art school, which I don't even think we see the art school no. In the webcomic? Like, no. she, did she even go to art school in the webcomic? Uh, like, no. But I don't remember she, this being a thing. But in part of the comic right now, they're, like, touring, like, universities right. and stuff. So, oh. like, it's being mentioned. So it could be an art university in the comic, but, like, be, like, an yeah. art high school. Again, don't question know. Question mark, question mark. Don't know how mark. UK school systems work. It's not a university. I, it's, it's like, the last two years of high school, but you get a very specific, um, like, tracked so if you want to do art you can do art if you want to do biology you do biology if you want to do maths you do maths like you don't it's basically like the last two so that'll help you get into whatever school that you want from that point that is in that i took a screenshot of something recently about like the uk like school system like how it's organized and i just i think i forgot to send it to you (laughs) and and they don't have either (laughs) it's like a little different it's oh, it's a goodness. mess, yeah. It's a to- it doesn't make any sense, but it's still high school. They're still in high school, basically. They just go to a more specialized high school. Yeah, but I remember totally uh, being totally into uh, Tao and L, and so I really loved seeing them. Yes, they're um, going to date. Finally, and stuff. get together in Paris. They're so cute. I love them so much. I love everything L wears. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I love when they so saw cute. Mo- Moonlight, or they saw um, Moonrise uh, Kingdom. Yes, Moonrise Kingdom. I was like, oh my god, so exciting. <laughs> um, but Tao was like, I hate that movie, but okay. I'm like, Tao, what the fuck? That's a crazy take, but all right. <laughs> You're wrong, but that's okay. Tao's, Tao's wrong a lot, but he's yeah. learning. He is. He, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, I love that boy. He's so dumb, and I he's love him so, so much. He's so dumb. Um, I yeah, what Tao. I think we were talking about in season one, I think one of those, one of the things that kind of irked me was that, like, Tao felt like Charlie didn't tell him that he was dating Nick um, or that he was gay or something. And it was like Tao felt like he was the only one who he didn't tell. But everybody else like found it out somehow. It wasn't like he told anybody. (laughs) Yeah. And it was about dating Nick. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, why did you tell me? He's like, I literally didn't tell anyone. Like it was everybody else who just kind of discovered this instead of like it just made it seem like Tao was so hurt even though really like um 
he did nothing wrong. Like, like Charlie did absolutely nothing wrong. So it was just like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm glad that they kind of had a more, um, like a flashback of them as kids in this. It really like made it seem special that they are, they have a special bond from being childhood friends. So that was very cute. Yeah, and I feel like just Tao's character in general, he's very, like, heated at the onset, mm-hmm. and he'll just kind of say things, but then once he's kind of had time to think and reflect, he'll kind of be like, okay, I shouldn't have acted that way. Because, you know, he does it to Elle when, you know, he's afraid that she's going to go to the art school and, and leave him behind, and, you know, he's really concerned about being abandoned, and, um, and then I feel like he does it with someone else, I don't know. But like, like, yeah, that's just his character. But I think he he handles things a little bit better in season two. He's a lot less um, stubborn, I guess, for as long. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think he had he a, bit a bit less quicker. of a intense yeah. personality in this. <laughs> yes, less intense. There we go. That's the word. Well, I think he talks with his mom more in this season, so that probably helps. Like that was great. Loved his mom. That. And able to connect to, like, the reason why he reacts in certain ways is because he lost his dad. Sure, yeah. And so it makes sense. It's an anxious attachment thing. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I... <sighs> He's growing up. It's one He's of becoming the... more yeah. mature. You know, yeah. as they all are. You get a little older, you act a little bit differently. You're less impulsive. Um, and that's good. Yeah. I like it. That, that's what teenagers act like. Yeah, exactly. Again, yeah, it's great. Like, I feel like the teenagers are very well represented. Um, So we really didn't talk too much about um, Tara and Darcy. They're very cute. They get a lot of screen time in this, um, especially with Darcy's mom being violently homophobic. Um, And I'm glad that they showed that aspect because, like, so far we've had some kind of at least okay coming out stories to great coming out stories in this um and with the parents reactions and everything and this this one is definitely like a negative reaction yeah and i mean like that's real that Mm -hmm. and with um darcy talking about like how could you love me you don't even know all of me like what if the me that you love doesn't exist i'm like that Mm. is a real ass conversation to have oh my god i'm so glad that like we are seeing that and that tar is like i don't even care like i love every part of you like god oh my little gay heart just (laughs) it's filled with so much love and joy for them yeah it's great they they have nice the taylor swift song Mm, (laughs) it is for them yeah it is (laughs) And apparently Taylor Swift is like, hey, here's this song. You should put it in here. I love the show. Like, they did not go to Taylor Swift and ask for rights to the song. Taylor Swift was like, here's this song. Use it. Please. Like, girl. Girl. (laughs) You drive me crazy. Um, God. I live with a Swiftie, everyone. Yeah, you do. (laughs) And my good friend at work is a Swiftie. So I'm just surrounded by Swifties. Hell yeah. That's my life. <laughs> oh. Hell yes. And I want to get a tattoo that's based on that song, Seven. 
And now okay. it has to have some aspects of Heartstopper in it, like probably like the leaves or something. Oh, yes. So, I bet you could find something cute. Yeah, some some kind of aspect of the comic or the show that is like yeah. the, yeah, that'd be so cute. Yeah, I want it to be like a closet door, like slightly ajar and have like magical stuff coming out of the door. Mm, one, of, one of those things being a leaf. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a few leaves, trails of leaves. <laughs> Or something. Yeah. Mm. Something around that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, um, oh, wait, do we want to take a break? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that really quick. <laughs> okay, bye. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello, we're back. Um, I want to talk about um, the introduction of Nick's brother and father. Mm. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, and that amazing scene where Nick basically tells them, tells them off, but comes out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All at the same time, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. dinner was scene. a bad idea. I don't know why they thought inviting the boyfriend's <laughs> parents over at the same time the problematic dad and brother are going to be there. But you know, okay, it's we didn't cool. know that the da- if a dad was going to be problematic, we just know that he's the not brother really... is the brother. He's always for sure. terrible for, sh- for sure. For sure, every single scene with David was exactly pulled from the comic. Yes, like yeah. that wow. person played it so well. Oh my god. Hate him though. That scene, though, I felt it was less awkward than um, Imogen <laughs> completely breaking up with Ben. <laughs> oh, in the middle of everything over that dinner in Paris. Oh yeah, so in front teenager, of everyone in oh, school. Yeah. That was oh. the most dramatic teenagery thing to to ever teenager. And you I know, loved we it. didn't know about that either because Imogen's not in the comics either. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, you're right. She's not. <gasps> yeah. Imogen's made for TV character, so everything around her is a mystery. Who, oh, who was maybe uh, not so much maybe not a mystery? Oh my, my god, the look she was giving Sahar. Oh my god, I told Emily that I'm like I think Imogen is a victim that has fallen to like heteronormativity, and she's like I'm straight because that's the only thing I can be. Right? Has never given any thought to girls in that way, but I think she's queer. I think she might be a lesbian. Then, then there's going to be no straight characters at all, which is great. Nope. She, <laughs> she definitely made some. She definitely made some comments of like, "Oh, wouldn't dating women just be so much easier?" It's... Nick and Charlie are like, "Um, well, uh, 
I mean, it could, but it also couldn't. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's complicated. Yeah. And Tori totally just like kicking David's phone and telling oh. him to stop being a jackass at dinner was You're just a sad little man. Was just amazing. Gave me life. And Olivia also telling off the other guy, oh, the mean dude at the party, and like Charlie being like, when they're at the bonfire night, he was like, you know, fuck off, you prick, or whatever. And then they like went back, and they were laughing about Harry. it in bed. Mm. It was so cute. Harry, yeah, which Harry kind of seems to be turning a new leaf. Maybe thanks to Possibly. Isaac. Well, thanks to Isaac. I know. Oh my, oh my god. god, I love Isaac. Isaac's so wonderful. Yes. He's great. I love that he's in it more. Show, mm-hmm. I am too. The entire show, Emily can attest to this. I kept going like, my little babies. They're my <laughs> babies. Ugh. I would like to wrap them all up in my arms and give them a little kiss on their little heads. Yeah, they're very cute. They're so cute. Um, I get, There's so many characters we like. seriously have talked about. I think we've talked about all of them in some way. Right? I think so. Um, um, Olivia Coleman, great as Paris. always again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were kind of we were kind of talking about parents a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. The mom of Charlie doesn't seem to be as uh, emotionally receptive as the dad does, but then he's kind of like not as uh, engaging still, and doesn't really support Charlie as much as I think that we want as as an audience member to see. But, you know, it's not like they're mean. They're just a little bit more strict. <laughs> so, uh, no you comment. Know, people have strict parents. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well. <laughs> no comment. Things things might change a little bit in the next coming seasons with, uh, yep. with that, with the parents. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, from what I saw, it was just a little strict. That's, that's I, kind of, I think that's kind of where it starts. Um, and that's the mom doesn't really start. care about the emotional, like, it's, she's like, the emotional needs of her son are just not the main, like, driver of her uh her entire thing so it seems like she's just kind of like one note in that sense where she's just like well you got to figure it out on your own and well, it's just a very yeah. not I remember, emotional way of looking at it <laughs> i remember in the webcomic there were some things that the mom would do that kind of pissed me off sometimes mm. and, and kind of how she was acting in the show too like she was blaming nick for charlie just not getting his fucking work done <laughs> yeah. i was like like charlie stop texting your boyfriend and fucking get your essay done like i <laughs> I know. I was like she, momming him from the screen. Like, yeah, get your shit done, work. then you can kiss your boyfriend. Yeah, he, it's like, dude, <laughs> do your, your fucking work. What are you procrastinating for? And then the mom was like getting mad at Nick about it. And I'm just like, okay. Okay. Okay, mom. Let's sit down for a second. Let's have some tea. You want some tea? Mm. I'll, I'll make you some tea. You want some milk with that tea? You want some sugar with that tea? <sighs> Let's take a step back. I have too many thoughts and feelings about Charlie and Tori's mom that I can't say because it spoils things. Um, I'll just say she's a bitch okay. and she needs to go to her own therapy. <laughs> well, who knows how they're going to do her for the show, but um, I mean, it, it seemed I mean, like they're, they're kind of setting going her up. But... The way they're yeah. setting her up makes it sound like they're heading in the direction of the comic. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna but be dramatic. Olivia Colmom. 
She's oh, perfect. Amazing. Beautiful. Love her. She's Angel. A, she's a perfect. She's a perfect little mom. Angel. <laughs> Apparently yeah. Joe Locke was like, if you don't write a scene with me and Olivia Coleman, I'll kill you. And so they did that for him. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> I mean, I get it. But like, yeah, like, me too. <laughs> I mean, like... Same. I mean, like, 100%, like, get a scene with Olivia Coleman just so you can just be in this woman's presence. Yeah. I mean, she... Oh. Yeah. Uh, best actress, Olivia Coleman. Come on. Seriously. Yeah. Academy Award-winning mom. And, and, and apparently, like... Her her being cast was like a fever dream. Like she won't want to do it, and and she did. They're like, "Would you like to play this role?" And she's like, "Absolutely, I would." So they didn't even have to like beg her or anything. You know, she's chill. She'll yeah, do I love I love Olivia Coleman so much. Kind of toss something her way. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You're like Olivia, what do you think? She's like, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. She's so cute. Yeah, it's a, oh, it's we got we got the rugby coach. We have anything to say about the rugby coach, Miss Singh? She's yeah. great. Oh, Love she's her. she's great. She's amazing. Uh, yeah, I like her too. Very supportive. Less rugby in this show in this season, but that's okay. Um, the rugby lads were for chill. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we know he's your best bro, and they all look at that kid. Being like, we know oh, he's your mate. Fuck. Why did he <laughs> say that? That was directly from the comic as well. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Remember that one? Yeah, so funny, very cute. Um, I just uh, just a note before we end. Um, I loved how much making out was in this in this season. Mm-hmm. The the <laughs> making out was incredible. It was like all the time. I was so happy. They're so cute. It just kills they me. It so makes me cute. so happy. <laughs> so, thank you, people who made Heartstopper. Yeah, Case and I were joking that like every kiss would be like one one cute little small kiss. Yeah, and then and a then big just face on face smushing. Yeah, like yeah. just it just it just it start off nice and like like a little peck, like a little meh, and then a little yeah. and then they yeah. grab each other's face and just go like. <laughs> <laughs> they were absolutely feral for each other. Feral, <laughs> and I get it. I the was, actors. Are I was great. eighteen. I know. Been there. Not to make that weird at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My long-term relationship is with all of our like good friends. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh goodness. All right. My room's getting hot. Can we close okay. this out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sweating. I want to. I want to leave. Uh, do you um, want to read the plot keyword? And they're not really like. I guess we could do the plot keywords. I'm sure we did it done. last time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they. Sure they haven't changed. But let's let's read them. Um, plot keywords we've got are gay. <laughs> Gay, 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 gay. <laughs> wow, they're all gay. Wow, I didn't know that. Amazing. Wow, all five. No, it's a it's gay friendship boyfriend, gay protagonist, teenage gay boy. No, it's just teenage. <laughs> just boy. And seventy more. Oh, thank and you, they're Emily. all just the word gay. And seventy with, more gay. With lesbian just added down there at the bottom. Gay teenager, gay interest, teenage lesbian. There we go. Um, bisexual, bisexual rep. Yes. Bisexual rep. Oh, and if there Asexual are any listeners, rep. they'd be like, uh, Nick was so annoying because he kept saying he was bi. And I'm like, all right, chill. That's how bi erasure gets into the home. All right. He's a lot he's, of uh, he's, bi, he's bi, actually. He's bi, actually. <laughs> I need a sweatshirt that says that, honestly. That was, that was one, so honestly. smart of the show to do because it not only was a running joke of like bi erasure, mm-hmm. but yeah. it was also just like, it's 
because everyone always thought that he was just like, oh, so you're gay. And it's like, no, I'm actually bi. Like, and it's, it's, yeah. it just, it hit the point and it was very effective. I loved it. Adding to it, <laughs> season one, everyone's like, this is the straightest boy to ever straight to now like, oh, you're gay now, are you? This is the biased boy like, to ever no, buy. I'm bi, actually. Love that. <laughs> Love <laughs> that. Bisexuals are real, people. Bisexuals are are real. One of them might even be in your home. (gasps) (laughs) Maybe one of them's in this call right now. One of them's on this podcast right now. We got transgender. We got based on graphic novel. We got young. (laughs) Love. Young. (laughs) Young boy, young girl. Teen drama. Boyfriend, mm. boyfriend relationship. Girlfriend, girlfriend relationship. We're boyfriends. Okay. Bisexual. <laughs> Gay kiss. My favorite. Very um, Transgender woman. Female, female kiss. Also my favorite. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love all these tags. Love all those. Love, Love this representation. Love this show. It's wholesome. Young gays out there. Be, you be watching this show. Please watch it. It's good for you. Can't wait for season two. Yeah, this show is good. This show is the show is homework. If uh, it's homework, those yes, of you homework. who who have finished your summer reading and still need some some work to do, watch Heartstopper. This is important. I'm going to be grading you on this. Um, <laughs> if you do not your watch A-levels. this, you will fail this course. <laughs> that I'm just now starting. This mm-hmm. is the all by the popcorn course. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Turn in your papers by. <laughs> By August 31st before midnight. Um, I have a special extra credit assignment. Write a paper about how um, homoerotic subtext needs to be turned into homoerotic overt text. And use Heartstopper as, a, as an example. Thank you. Also, extra credit assignment. Tell us who your favorite bisexual is. Like, who your... Um... um historical... Historical bisexual. Um, current bisexual... You're a family friend, bisexual, a family member, bisexual, just, um, just, hmm. just the important bisexual in your life. See, I want to say Kit Connor, but at the same time, like, I just feel bad because the internet forced him to come out before he was ready. Yeah. And so it, like, it feels like stolen information saying that. Um, once again, don't pressure people to tell you their identity. It's none of your business. One. <laughs> um, who's, who's yeah. my favorite bisexual? We will we will do some research. The only person that's coming to my mind right now is Freddie Mercury and Lady Gaga. Okay. Ooh. Which are good. Can I pick Lady Gaga? Gaga. You can pick yeah. Gaga. Yay, I, was say, I, Gaga. I was gonna say Gaga. Okay. Also also picks Gaga. Good. Ooh. I not bisexual but pansexual, Wayne Brady. He just came yes. out. Oh yes. Yeah. That is I'm gonna true. go Wayne Brady today. Love that. Love that. Alright, this has been Heartstopper season two with special guest Casey. Hello. My roommate, my wife, my everything, my bisexual. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and IMDb. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. Um, if you want to email us, please do that at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow our social media, we have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast. And uh, we have merch, so please check that out. But thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye! Goodbye! Bye. Bye.